Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host Richard McKenzie out of the greater Cincinnati area. And today we are going to be talking about mobile homes or manufactured homes. So mobile homes. Mobile homes are a unique category of home inspection. And recently I got to inspect a mobile home for a friend who was buying one for a family member. And it created some unique things as it's been a couple years since I inspected one. But probably in my 13 year history of inspecting houses and commercial properties, I have probably inspected, oh, maybe 25 or 30 of them. That being said, each one is unique. Each one has its own characteristics, idiosyncrasies, and so forth. So whether you are buying a mobile home for that Florida retirement location or maybe your uh, grandparent and you're buying one for a retirement home, um, my grandmother actually did that uh, with a double-wide manufactured home. Very nice, actually. Um, very well done. Had a few issues that I remember looking back um, before I was in this career. And that being said, uh, the one that I did recently had its own issues as well. So what are some of the things to think about for a mobile home? Well, let's let's talk a, a few things that don't have to do with the inspection, but just some things to think about if you are buying a house, a mobile home, or manufactured home, what are you buying it for? Are you buying it for retirement? Are you buying it for an investment to to rent out because it's in a great location like a beach location or a mountain location? Um, what are some things to think about? Well, some things you want to think about are lot rent. Most people do own the mobile home and pay rent for the lot. Sometimes um, park managers own a few of the mobile homes themselves and they rent them out. <clears throat> and so there's a combined rent for the unit and for the lot rent and combined into one rent check. Um, what about, are there a whole lot of mobile homes in that park for sale all at the same time? That's probably not a good sign. Uh, are the rumors of the lot, of the, of the park being sold for development? That might be something to think about as well. Find out all the things about that. And by the way, after I go through this list of of things to think about, we'll go into actually inspecting it. But I wanted to give you a few items to, to ponder while you're doing this. During the time of the year that you're buying it, can you really see everything about it? Um, or is there deep snow on the ground when you can't see? Because uh, they, they tend to be one story, obviously. And uh, there's a lot of that can be hidden in deep snow. Um, what about the rules and regulations? Much like a HUD. Or, or excuse me, a, a PUD, Planned Urban Development, uh, same thing for neighborhood, you know, the rules and regulations in that neighborhood. Um, drive around a few times. Drive around the park at different times. What do you see? What do you hear? Is it 5 o'clock at night different than a 5 o'clock at night on a weekday? <clears throat> and is that different than a Friday? Uh, what types of stuff happens after hours? What do you hear and see? So... Making sure that you do have enough bedrooms and bathrooms. Is yours a the one that you're looking at? Is it a three bedroom, two bathroom, 
with the kitchen and the laundry area. That's pretty typical layout, pretty typical design. Um, how long do you intend to own the property? Uh, what are your purposes, again, of owning it? So these are things that you probably do want to think about. Um, so what are, uh, what are some things during the inspection that we're looking for? And there are some very unique items with inspecting a mobile or manufactured home. Some things you don't think about. The underneath is really, really important. Maybe even the most important. One, you want an inspector who's going to be able to look underneath. Crawl around a little bit if possible. Sometimes it's very difficult because of the height and how high it might be on concrete blocks. Okay, That's a very typical configuration of the mobile home being put on concrete blocks and then some vinyl or aluminum skirting put around it to hide the underneath. So to get underneath and look at the underneath, generally speaking, we will we'll take some of the trim that goes over the top of the skirting of the vinyl, okay, that goes around the bottom, and pull up a panel, and that gives us a crawl space entrance if you want to call underneath a mobile home a crawl space. I kind of look at it as it is, and there are some things that we're looking for under there that are very important. Insulation, really important because it's so wide open there needs to be some good insulation, better if it's sealed as well, meaning, meaning wrapped or, or covered in some sort of uh, moisture barrier to keep the insulation from getting wet. And making sure that the skirting around it is pretty tight, no openings, so mice and rats and squirrels and rabbits and possums and let's say raccoons also can't get underneath there or neighborhood cats. And that's real important for the hoses and, and places that the air conditioner lines, gas lines, power lines, usually not power lines unless there, it's a drop from above. Usually it's underground. Cable, um, I said water lines. Let's see, what else? That, that might be all that would be going underneath there from, from the exterior. Uh, so that's real important. The skirting. Uh, just tends to be always beat up just from weed whackers hitting it and and the landscapers don't really care if they hit the siding and and that's unfortunate because th that creates holes which creates places that mice and other creatures can get in and so forth how does it look as far as how dry the ground is sometimes people dig out the foundations and there's an actual pretty deep crawl space for some of the manufactured homes that are less like less of a mobile home and more of a truly um, maybe two halves put together um, manufactured home uh, that is put together on site and so forth and really isn't meant to move anywhere but it's still a manufactured home well having a moisture barrier is very important that's a plastic ground cover uh, a certain number of, of mils thick like black plastic eight mils thick is usually a good one to use for, for ground cover moisture barriers and having that underneath is a real good thing because that that really does reduce the amount of moisture that is absorbed into the mobile home itself and helps keep mold to a minimum and so forth um, so those are things that we look for and it's a bonus if you have that some people put gravel underneath that's even that's good too 
But bare dirt is probably like the most common and it's not the best. Um, and it was in this case, uh, this recent inspection also. Um, Want to make sure that your plumbing pipes are insulated. We You, you don't have anything but a, a vinyl barrier in between, vinyl siding barrier in between you and the underneath of the mobile home itself, even with the insulation present, it's still good to have that that plumbing insulated because it's just going to be exposed in the cold air, including the water main. Okay, so when you're underneath too and before you, you, you were having that inspected, you want to kind of understand the age of your mobile home. Why does that matter? Because in the mid-80s to early 90s, <clears throat> a pipe known as polybutylene was used for a lot of water mains and for distribution lines for water, as was the one that I inspected. And those were in a class action lawsuit. It's the predecessor first generation of PEX, which uh, was basically replaced with the blue and, and red PEX that, that is ubiquitous now and is a very good water distribution line. <clears throat> but the first generation, which was a gray pipe that stamped, um, uh, oh goodness, the name is uh, escaping me, but I'll think of it in a second, but that's okay. Um, Quest, Q-U-E-S-T, Quest, like Johnny Quest, the cartoon. Um, so Quest piping <clears throat> was recalled and really should be replaced. So the one that I inspected just recently, the, the uh, Quest piping or polybutylene, was 25 years old. I think it's just a blasted miracle that, that it never burst because what happened was the copper compression rings that were put on the pieces to content, connect them at elbows and so forth, the hot water especially, <clears throat> the hot water line, the copper rings heated up, shrank, expanded, shrank, expanded, shrank, uh, and eventually the pipes just worked their way out. And and actually my wife and I, our very first condo, our very first house after we got married, um, had PEX, excuse me, polybutylene piping. And that was uh, uh, back before I was an inspector, before I really uh, uh, was as knowledgeable as I am now. I don't know everything and not even close to it. And some people in some specialty plumbing categories have forgotten more than I'll ever know. Uh, that being said, I did not realize what polybutylene was, uh, the 1987 condominium that was built. <clears throat> so what ended up happening was, sure enough, very common, the hot water line slipped off of the incoming or excuse me, outgoing of the water heater, and that burst and flooded our downstairs. So we got that replaced with an with, uh, insurance claim. Neither here nor there, uh, this particular mobile home uh, I think it's just amazing that that plumbing was still there. So obviously that's going to be replaced. Not probably not by the um, seller, but uh, maybe they uh, split split the difference. And it's important to get a quote like that. You don't just want to say, "Oh, it's two thousand to replace the water main and the two bathrooms, kitchen and laundry area piping," and it's an it's an easy plumbing job because it's easily accessible. Well, easy to a degree because you're still going to be crawling on your belly and on your back and working in very constricted spaces, even though everything is straight through the floor, 
clearly visible inside the bathroom cabinets, kitchen cabinets, and so forth, still going to be quite a bit of work. And they'll probably replace it with a new generation of PEX, which is the blue pipe for the cold water and red pipe for the hot water, and all well and good. Always important to get one to two, at least, at least one, definitely two would be best, quotes for how much that costs uh, for that quote um, before closing. So you know what you're, what you're getting into. Okay, so we're still underneath. All right, let's talk about the, the typical things that need to be underneath. The hitch that the mobile home was hooked up to the truck um, to pull it down the highway to put it in its final resting spot, that hitch is still supposed to be present underneath in case for some reason you end up having to move. Um, the tires from that Endeavor uh, are still supposed to be present underneath. Uh, these were stacked up, but technically they're still there. Uh, there might be different rules for each municipality for the tires still being there, which I think is kind of insane. But if you ever had to move that guy, um, you're going to have to get the tires back installed <clears throat> to be able to move it. You're going to have a metal steel frame underneath, and you want to make sure that the concrete blocks are installed on the up and down vertically instead of on the side, which is to say if they're stacked that way, they can crack over time, and that's not good. Sometimes you see... Um, Nice poured, found, for, poured footers with the blocks on them. Other times they're just on the ground. Um, you want to make sure they're not leaning. Uh, not want to make sure that the rust is... You, you can't really see how thick the corrosion or oxidation is on the beams. But you're going to probably have less if you have a uh, moisture barrier on the ground. So that needs to be assessed by your inspector. So again, the... Uh, Columns, the block, block block columns, making sure that those are okay and plumb and not leaning one way or the other. And, and I talked about the beams. And then the insulation, moisture barrier, plumbing. You'll, you may have some electrical that is visible. Being in conduit is best, but certainly not touching the ground. Uh, same thing with the ductwork. That should not be touching the ground. That should be elevated so that moisture cannot get, get in the way of that. Um, in this case, the dryer vent was disconnected, hanging on the ground, lint was everywhere. That's certainly not something that the current homeowner knew was going on, so I flagged that. Some ductwork was on the ground, so I flagged that. wasn't really horrible down there, um, but some of the things that I have seen in other mobile homes are Missing and rusted through tie-downs. What are tie-downs? Because mobile homes are so light, it is very important to have <clears throat> some, some of these metal straps that are anchored into the, into the beams of the mobile home and then anchored into the ground. So, and, and the way that they're installed, it kind of looks like an underground um, uh, ship anchor and, and those are put into the ground but can we see what is really going on under the ground? No we can't but 
we, we kind of grab a couple of the tie downs, tug on them a little bit. If they're very taut, that's really what we can say is that they are present. They appear to be present. Um, and I have seen them when they are totally rusted through and no tie downs are present. So if a stiff wind comes along, you really can have that guy tip over. Um, you know, you, you've certainly heard the jokes about uh, mobile homes or magnets for tornadoes. Um, well, if you get an updraft, you can really lift the whole thing off the ground, and that's certainly not a good situation. So we, re that we really take, take the time to make sure that your tie-downs are present. Uh, check your municipalities to see what requirements there are. Florida's rules may be different than, say, North Carolina's rules or different than Ohio's rules, etc. <clears throat> so those are things that you, that you do want to watch for. And make sure your inspector knows about that. So, um, okay, let's move on to inside. So inside, you're going to be probably walking on some sort of wooden deck to get to the inside. Um, inspect the deck like you normally would. Decks of this type are typically going to be freestanding, should be pretty well flush to the uh, mobile home and a good entry that's not like so offset that you're going to trip going in inside. Make sure the wood's not rotted. Um, you may have another side porch off another entrance. That That's possible. Sometimes they have two entrances. Uh, the deck ended up being a very good access to the roof. Roofs, a lot of times, um, since mobile homes typically have the ceiling sealed and what's above it sealed and all insulated with generally gable vents, one on each end, um, you're not going to have any access to an attic and, and most of the ceilings, especially in the kitchen and great room and living room, are going to be vaulted. Um, so they're going to be insulated up above the, the trusses, but you're not going to have any attic access in a mobile home, typically. I've not seen one out of every single one that I've ever done. So that's just a fact. The roof. So part of your roof inspection is looking on ceilings. When was the last time the roof was put on? Are there two layers of roof on there? It's really not best to have two layers of roof. And for a mobile home especially, that is added weight. Of course, it might help you in a tornado or hurricane. But that being said, um, you know, it's not going to help you a whole heck of a lot in either of those. Neither are the tie downs. But <clears throat> that being said... You want to make sure you don't have stains on the ceilings because those are reminiscent of uh, issues with the roof, issues with flashing and so forth. Um, this particular roof was probably about seven to nine years old. Adequate condition, adequate installation. It has a drip edge on the end, had gutters on the house. And the extensions. There were two places that the extensions could take the, the gutter water away um, and I would suggest putting several feet of the four-inch solid black plastic drain tile on the end of the gutters. And get that water away from your mobile home. You don't want to make the underneath of the mobile home any more damp, which is mm -hmm. going to lead to more high humid conditions. So you just don't want that. <clears throat> so we're looking for roof issues based on ceilings and based on what we observe on the actual roof itself. Um, Doors, uh, make sure the screen doors are intact. Make sure the regular doors are intact. The entrance doors, not all rusted through and so forth. 
soft spots on the floor. What do the floors feel like when you're walking around? I like, as an inspector, to take my shoes off when I'm inside somebody's house, walk around in socks. That enables me to feel things on the floor, seams, connections. My grandmother's, bless her heart, um, she's no longer with us. However, I do remember there being some drywall seam cracks where they put the two halves together of her mobile home. And I felt the unevenness of the two halves. If you have one that was put together on site, it was sent on two different 18-wheelers to the point of which it was put together, put on the concrete blocks. <clears throat> the, the way somebody does the foundation is really important. And obviously they did not, or maybe there was some settlement or whatever. Um, if you're going to put two halves together, you really have to know what the heck you're doing when those two halves were put together. So look for gaps. Look for walls separating. Um, those two halves should not be pulling apart. They should, And they should not be pushing into each other with tremendous force either, causing uh, issues that way. <coughs> but there should be really, the, the best case is to see no cracks, no gaps, with, with walking from one half to the other, like inside the uh, li main living room or in the middle of the kitchen, you really shouldn't feel any unevenness on the floor. So those are things that we look for. Um, typical plumbing inspection, just like you would any other house. In this particular case of this house we inspected, um, we definitely had the gray polybutylene with the copper uh, connectors. Uh, and, and also flag that, of course. Water pressure should be normal like a, like a typical inspection. Um, depending on the age of your mobile home, I have gone into some and found those typical stab lock 1970s or early 1980s electrical panels that should be replaced because they were recalled. How do you know the age of your mobile home? Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. There should be on the kitchen cabinet door the identification paper of that mobile home. Why? Because that basically has a VIN number on it like a vehicle. And it's going to have the manufacturer's date. And at the time, it basically was inspected by the municipal municipality, which would have been, for example, maybe the city of Cincinnati, maybe the city of Batavia, Maybe the county, Claremont County in Ohio near, near Cincinnati. You're going to typically have uh, a mobile home in a mobile home park, and depending on where that is, or you could be out by yourself in the middle of a field uh, in, in a more rural setting, and maybe that's why, where you have your manufactured home. Not in a park, but just by yourself with uh, very few neighbors. So, um, but e in either case, it's going to have that sheet of paper that has the inspection, the date manufactured, and the VIN number of that manufactured home. So be on the lookout for that. If you don't have that sheet, if you don't see it, and you ask the seller, where is that sheet? And they say they don't know. Mm, that could be a problem because uh, you have to try to sell it in the future too, and you may be buying something that maybe either wasn't inspected or something deteriorated and they didn't get it re-inspected. Whatever the case may be, that sheet needs to be present. 
and do not tear it off. And it needs to be kept with that mobile home uh, wherever it goes, whatever, whoever owns it. <clears throat> and sometimes it's a stamped plate. Um, the, some people call it the HUD tag, uh, but that's, that is what it is. All right. So what is left for inspecting? Typically, inspecting the kitchen appliances the same way you normally would. I've talked a little bit about the electrical and the electrical panel. Um, what about windows? Yeah, windows deteriorate in, in mobile homes as well, just like it would a normal house. There were three different windows where the lower sash dropped because the, the uh, sash springs um, were, were basically shot in it, and those windows tend to be pretty heavy. Um, so that does need to be repaired slash replaced. Some other things that happen, um, walls are easier in mobile homes to damage because they're paneling covered with insulation inside. And it's a special type of paneling, and it's not really that easy to fix. And then you have the, the trim that goes over the seams. Uh, instead of making a drywall connection, you're, you're making basically um, like one-eighth plywood um, connected and I call it mobile home plywood. That's that's just my nickname for it. And it is difficult to replace because it's a specialized item to repair slash replace. Uh, so look for damaged walls and, and know that you're going to need somebody who um, is a specialist in that sort of thing. So the people to really know are the park manager. The park manager probably knows several people who do projects of that nature, pl special plumbers, uh, who have worked with the mobile homes, electricians, and also general contractors who work with the walls and ceilings, um, insulating attics, uh, where, where there are damage to different, and floors, of course, uh, different types of mobile homes. So those are the people you want to have phone numbers of in case you need their services. So uh, I think that's probably good for a good start at how to inspect and what to expect in a mobile home inspection. So remember what your purposes are, uh, how long you intend to own it. Make sure you meet the park uh, owner. Make sure you drive around, see what's going on in there before you plunk down some money to, to buy an investment house at the beach or wherever you're, or whatever the purpose of you to, to buy a mobile home or a manufactured home is. Um, um, smells and other things that people leave behind sometimes, uh, bugs, possibly bed bugs, possibly cats, dogs, uh, make sure you get a good cleaning. Um, sometimes it's probably best to just replace the carpet and pad and start over. It's amazing what kind of improvement and smell you can make just by doing that and a fresh mm -hmm. coat of paint. So this has been the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host, Richard McKenzie, out of the greater Cincinnati area. And thank you for listening.